Welcome to the Physician's Financial Checkup Podcast, where we discuss the financial challenges and opportunities facing medical professionals. In this podcast, we'll discuss a variety of financial topics that are important to physicians, such as retirement planning, investing, and estate planning. We'll also interview experts in the financial services industry to get their insights on these topics. If you're a physician or a spouse of a physician, I encourage you to listen to this podcast. We will provide you with the information you need to make sound financial decisions and achieve your financial goals. Here's your host, Brent Bowden, a financial coach and certified financial planning advisor with over 15 years of experience helping medical professionals achieve their financial goals. To learn more about Brent Bowden and his services, visit brentbowden.com. Welcome to hey, the today on the Financial Checkup Podcast. Podcast. We're talking with today. Jay, I have Mueller uh, from guest Camargo Insurance. Jay Mueller, who is the Welcome president today. of Camargo Insurance. How are you, Brent? Good to be here. Great insurance Thanks for joining us today. Two thousand and seven. Thank you. Uh, Jay so has several designations. Give me a little background as far as how you got into and the property wide range in knowledge and the property started and you've been doing it for a long time. Helps him eliminate dangerous coverage gaps. Yeah, for sure. So I am. I'm going on my. Jay also I think 17th is involved year in now, business and entrepreneurship uh, in this, in this profession. that passion through work with the entrepreneurs and organization. It really started with as well 10 as the years in what I would call the practice of insurance. You know, I almost think about that as like my, uh, Jay spends my residency, his free time will, traveling, given our, uh, our audience today, with his family and um, where I was in a generalist today, shop. We look forward we to getting for all kinds a bit of, of knowledge uh, from people, Jay all kinds of businesses, and I, you know, I really... I'm so grateful for that experience where I was on the hey, front today on the Physician's for, Financial Checkup you know, Podcast. Decade, we're talking with a little Jay more, Mueller uh, from doing the Camargo the, Insurance. Building the book, literally Welcome, knocking Jay. on doors back How in the day. You, Good to be here. Um, helping people Thanks craft insurance today. plans. You know, Thank whether you. that was a new family starting so out. For our listeners, how about you give me a little background um, as far or, as how you know, got large into pharmaceutical companies property with hundreds of millions in revenue, spanning that entire spectrum. Yeah, I cut my background. teeth in in the insurance yeah, world for sure. So I am I'm going in on 2018. I had an opportunity I think 17th to uh, year now begin my uh, in this, journey in this profession. Um, and and kind of take yeah, really what I started built with ten years and, uh, in what really I would call re-envision the practice what of an insurance, insurance agency. You know, I almost think be, about that as like my my residency. If you what will, I had seen our, uh, our over the course today. of that decade, um, where I was on the front in a generalist shop, is what I would call the middle falling out of industry. People, uh, and that is, of, you know, uh, when I think about um, what and I, the insurance landscape you know, really, like, I'm so grateful for 15, that experience where I was years on the ago, front lines there were lots for, of locally you know, owned, a decade, independent shops, or more, that uh, doing the thing, building you know, the book, that group of literally population knocking on doors back values in the day, advice, um, helping people craft um, insurance that plans to make sure they you know, have whether quality that was coverage. a new family starting out and home and auto that in many cases is either a business um, or, owner you know, or a professional that is with growth minded and revenue, um, like spanning and that entire spectrum, complexity um, and value you know, into their teeth and those things necessitate. Quality in 2018, I had an opportunity to uh, and because of begin my entrepreneurial journey. Market, that that middle um, of the market that was serving those take people what I had and businesses and was, uh, was really reinvision. It was just getting an insurance agency activity. And what I had seen you know, that, that's really over what the course I did of that decade the working on the front lines was serve, um, serve that is what need. I would call the middle falling and, out of the industry. You know, I realized, uh, Man, and I that is a an opportunity. You know, when I here, think about, and also B, I think there's a risk if we don't the adapt insurance landscape to like address that opportunity. 
15, 20 uh, plus years so ago. We, there we were lots of local agency independent shops. Um, that January of 2019, you know, that we, group we of said, the population okay, that values advice and um, you know, what that, that vision was really to trying sure to quality solve coverage was and you know that in many cases is either a business owner and or a professional that, that is was growth minded. Um, how do we build and ends up scalable insurance agency and value providing holistic solutions for people and businesses that need quality insurance coverage? And that's like and a whole advice. bunch of words, but I'm going to give you a really practical of example of how, happening in the market, you know, how we that solved that problem. Of the market that was serving those people um, and the solution and is really was a fusion of people and technology to create getting people first organization and activity powered. And by tech to deliver. You know, that, that's really what I did across the spectrum of, and again, of the population was serve, so here, Here's a concrete example, need. and then I'm going to pass the ball and, back to you. you know, I realize we can talk. Man, I think there's a an opportunity but here, and also b I think there's a risk if we don't adapt. Is like what the heck is even cyber insurance? Anybody's experience with it? So we either side of the the normally. You know, um, complicated application. January of 2019, we, we said, okay, we're going to watch have. the new vision. I don't even know if my advisor and, knows you know, you know, what that vision what it is. was really trying to um, solve was when was a we work with Camargo Insurance and that problem was we have technology that for how most businesses, including a medical scalable practice, insurance agency, providing insurance holistic solutions for people the in the medical practice that need and want them. Your website, and that's like a whole bunch of words, and but I'm going to give you a really practical example of how, you know, how you we solve that problem. Quotes from um, anywhere from the solution is really a fusion companies. of people and, and technology to create a people to organization cybersecurity requirements that you need to have in place in order to deliver qualify. what our customers need. That takes about three minutes. And again, a whole bunch of like a 10 page so application. Here's a concrete and a example, and then I'm going to pass so the ball back to you. Of, and uh, you we know, can talk, I would say talk simple stuff. solutions, just but like what do people actually need to make sure they're protected? Um, is like, try what the heck is even cyber insurance? So a great Anybody's experience with it? You know, one of the things that either side of the coin is, is normally uh, you know complicated applications before, right? got denied, and got so, covered, but they denied the claim. I don't know what I have. I don't even know if my advisor knows. You know, uh, you know especially what it probably is. a fifty-year-old or maybe one hundred and fifty years old at that point. When you work uh, interest with Marvel prices insurance, haven't changed a ton. You know, there's some new iterations. We have technology and things that, that, that for most businesses, including a medical practice, we can quote cyber liability insurance. With the, the, the name of the medical practice, along with your uh, website, know how and, and your and, revenue, uh, magic three pieces of information uh, from an insurance standpoint. What does that look like for you all? From anywhere from three yeah, to seven really insurance companies means and a list of usually three to five clients. Cybersecurity like, the technology is just have a tool to get to there for the client. It's not that technology takes about first. three minutes versus like a ten-page application. That was I think the error. So it's those kind of challenge we were seeing in the insurance space. We were what are envisioning and rebuilding agency was. Um, that we try. We would see support. tech companies come in. That's a great example. And I think, solve you know, a problem. one of the things that insurance and it was has like, never here's been a is, problem uh, we can solve. Wonderful client and Here's this like people, right? tech out sweet solution and to do this so, thing really fast. I know we've talked about this before. Thanks, Brent. At the end of the day, was that what the customer really needed? Uh, you know, especially and was probably that helping their experience? Or it might have been helping their experience like one twentieth of their insurance plan. Haven't changed a ton. But unless you combine that with an advisor, talk about the experience that for you all that we we strive to deliver the the personal advice, an advisor that is empowered by uh, those tools that and, deploys uh, them to the customer to use uh, them from an when the customer wants to. What does that look sense. like for you all? Like here, you can fill out this yeah, digital application, really just which will stream your data straight into the rating software. Focused if that's on the client, want, and if and that's like, the technology is just the tool to or get we can there take that information the over the phone. It's and not technology right? first. It's, it can really and, be tailored um, to what that, that was. I think needs. the error. So it always uh, comes down to challenge we were seeing in the insurance space as we were technology envisioning what our agency was technology first. We would see tech companies come in. 
Well, and let's jump into a, a few things about property yeah, it was like, Here's insurance. a problem we can solve. Uh, kind of want to start at this, the like, earliest point. Sweet solution to do this thing really fast. Are, uh, but at the end of the day, was that you know, what the customer really needed? And was that helping what their experience? It might have been helping their experience with like one twentieth of their insurance plan. Starting, you know, whether they're renting, unless you combine that with an advisor talking about the experience. That, yeah, that, absolutely. That we, so I will, uh, I will do my best to keep to keep an this advisor that is empowered by those tools. And if I don't, we will deploys them to the customer really to use them. So I'm going to give you the customer wants to right out of the sense. And like that here, is, you can fill out this digital uh, application, which will stream your data if you're not the radio already software. a homeowner. If you're a homeowner, of course, you need the homeowner. And if that's going to save a lot of time. Or we can you take know, the medical practitioners. The they are when right. they're in their it's, residency. It can really be tailored to what the customer needs. And that renter's so insurance turns down to is going to provide human first and customer. I'm going to tell you the technology is what powers it. Does other things, technology. but there's one really important thing example. that it provides so, for you. Well, let's and jump it's into the one that's most often overlooked. About property and that is your insurance. personal liability. Uh, and kind of want to start at the early point. So the other thing that it does is it covers the stuff in your apartment. Are, uh, but you talk to most still renting, when I think about when I was 25 home. or 30, like I didn't care that much about the stuff in my apartment. I, I just didn't. They it have, wasn't I, worth I, that much. A TV and computer. Starting, right? Yeah. You know, sometimes I'll hear advisors. You know, yeah, saying, like, absolutely. You know, so I will, read stuff uh, I will do my best people on. You need this property coverage for your because it's insurance. And if I don't, we will lose yes, people. Yes, that's attention. great to have. Really important. I take the. So I'm going to give you the headlines. As long as you understand what you and have that is, and what it's worth, uh, you need okay insurance. With the coverage you have, like, that's already a homeowner. What you you're a homeowner, really of course, need, you need especially as a future high for a lot of is personal liability medical practitioners. They are when they're in their residency, they are probably renting. And that renter's insurance is going to liability coverage. It's I'm going to tell you one policy. key coverage. It does as other things, as you buy but there's one really policy. important thing that it Meaning provides for you. Don't just buy it from And it's the one the that's landlord. most often overlooked. Like sometimes they can and that is your personal into your liability. Some the other, those the other thing okay. that it does is it covers all the stuff in your apartment. But there's a good chance that when I think about when I was 25 or 30, I didn't care that much about the stuff in my landlord. It wasn't worth that much. A TV and computer. That was it. If you buy a standard renter's insurance policy, sometimes I'll hear from an agency, wherever you get it, you want to look at the personal liability coverage limit, hammering you max it out. this that usually means $500,000 in coverage. Yes, that's great to have. The key I take point the approach to make as long as you understand that doesn't what you just have cover what it's you if somebody gets injured okay in your apartment. The coverage you have, like, like what are the odds that's going to happen? You really it could need, happen, and especially you need that as a future high but earner. It can also is happen anytime you become legally combined with somebody else's injuries anywhere in the world. You know, if I back that up a Other second, than say personal liability, if it's related to your profession, built so into you your are, policy. You know, if you are practicing as long medicine as you buy and somebody that's your malpractice meaning insurance, don't just buy separate it from yes, the make landlord. sure that's like sometimes they can provide it build to it you into by your rent, you know, employer, wherever you're in residence. Some of those maybe your personal okay, liability coverage for all of those programs, you could be but doing there's a good chance anything. that if you become legally liable providing their injuries, it's gonna then the personal liability coverage is going to not cover. You know, the injuries, if the legal you buy expenses, a standard renter's insurance policy, whether you buy um, it online, the or the agency, wherever you get it, someone's injured in an you auto want to look at the claim, personal liability coverage, coverage limit and um, max it out. But that coverage and that usually really means five hundred thousand dollars. So let's say income. you know, a renter's insurance policy might be a key two hundred bucks a year to make there. You might find is, it for a little bit less. That might doesn't be a little more just cover you if somebody gets factors. injured in your apartment. But at the end of the day, it's very What are the odds that's going to happen? It could happen. Combine that, that with a personal but umbrella policy. It can policy. also happen anytime right, you become legally liable one, for somebody else's insurance, personal liability, checkbox anywhere two. in the world. Umbrella coverage. Other than 
And if it's that related simply to your extends so if you additional are, liability you know, coverage, if, you are if somebody medicine, sues you for their somebody, injuries, that's your malpractice insurance, on top of your separate insurance, yes, and make sure that's so if probably it's that bad auto insurance you accident, you know, employer, you know, now you're responsible for all those injuries. Personal liability coverage, you have additional coverage. You could on be top doing anything. If you become legally liable, whatever that random issue for their injuries, or or then that personal liability coverage is going to someone is injured outside of the injuries, the legal expenses, that whole thing. So um, yeah, the caveat there would be uh, auto insurance. Yeah, from an umbrella in standpoint, auto so insurance claim that's million dollar auto insurance rates. coverage. Correct. Um, so, but that coverage is really expensive. So let's say, say you know, know renter's insurance policy might be two hundred bucks a year. You might find it for a little bit less. Might be a little more depending on your credit and other factors. And then, at the end of the day, it's very inexpensive. Second to that is if you are earning, combine that with a personal umbrella policy. Right, that's your checkbox number two. Checkbox one, renter's insurance, personal liability. Checkbox two. There's a number of different approaches you could take here, but and that simply extends additional liability coverage. If somebody sues you for their injuries, to to help people determine that amount and auto insurance. And if it's that bad auto insurance accident, walk you guys through it. You know, now you're responsible for those injuries. What's my additional coverage age? on top of it? Or that when do I plan to start that random issue making might money? be or or what's uh, my average income going to be or someone is injured I plan to be outside working, of an, you know until you know, auto accident or whatever you become responsible. That's gonna bring you to so a number. Those uh coverages and if you're, from an umbrella standpoint medicine, really come in, presumably you're gonna have right? a significant Correct. income so if you're during a your professional and career. Say, you know, I'm actually negative so network. You take that right number, multiply it out by the number of years earning potential. Is that something that you would and want to insure for yeah, as well? Those and wages kind of second to that can is be if you garnished are in the event a of a bad you know, liability. How do you figure out what that multiple so they come back and say, you know, even though you may have negative net worth right now because yep. you have there's, you know, student loan yep. debt. And there's a number of different approaches you, know, you, you haven't had the chance to build up your assets The approach yet. I take is relatively because you have future and we have income a potential calculator that we use. That future income um, can be garnished. Now, there is a federal amount. And this can vary and by. I'm going to pull it up right here to kind of walk state laws it. and other local laws. But you're basically looking you know, at as a general back and what's my current? Say, age, how do we get to a number? When do I plan to start? Maximum is 25. What's my um, average income going to be? Plug those numbers in. And the calculator spits a number out. 65 or whatever. I'm going to plug that's going to bring you to give people an idea of like where that. And if you're you know studying medicine, you're going to have a significant income. And during your you know maybe close to. Or so you know, now you take starting number, their career as a medical professional. And can we throw? And you're gonna have to tell me, Brent, if I'm off base. Those like wages three hundred thousand can be garnished in the event of a bad liability. All right. So they come so back we'll and say three hundred thousand. Yeah, everything has depending on right now, you know, especially or whatever. That's the higher debt. And right. You know, you have to take three hundred thousand. You're at thirty years old. You're gonna work for thirty-five more income potential. That's total future, that future wages of ten million five hundred thousand. Now there is a federal maximum, and this can vary by twenty-five percent of that. Then is two million six hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. You know, as a general back of the so that's a way to get. How do we get to here's my total exposure. That federal maximum is twenty-five percent. Auto insurance policy um, and renters so you, policy yep, provide plug those roughly half a million and in coverage. Fits a number out. You put a two million dollar umbrella on top of that. I'm gonna plug one in here just to give people an idea of like where that is. Okay. If I say, I don't know, somebody's uh, certainly 30, helps kind of narrow it down a little bit yep. as far as how much coverage and, you probably should have. Maybe close it's to super expensive or coverage. You're now so starting their career as a medical professional. Pay, should there be a liability and can we issue? throw, we get, you're going to have to tell me, Brent, if I'm off base here, like 300,000. Like, is that just as a high low? Maybe you, you know, throw a number out there to give people an idea. 
So we'll say, say renters and sellers, and I recognize depending on year, you know special year, whatever. Like the the yep. you know, give or take right. a couple hundred. But if we just take three hundred thousand, you're thirty years old, you're going to work for thirty-five more years. But let's say that total future wages of ten million five hundred dollars. You're all in for five hundred dollars a year. Of that then is to two million six hundred and twenty-five thousand, which you are working extremely so that's hard. That's a way to get to. to do. Here's my total exposure. That makes a lot of sense. If your so, auto insurance policy and renters policy provide roughly half a million in coverage together, you put a two million dollar umbrella on top of that, and, and, and you now you covered your carriers to be able to make okay. sure that the coverage Very is good. the best as well as the, the it pricing. Certainly helps kind of narrow it down a little bit as far as how much coverage. Correct. You yeah. So just have. like with rather than a super expensive, has coverage. So based on the amount that you to buy insurance, people that are kind of getting into the market for the first time or maybe beginning to build some income or thinking about the income that's coming, going hey, throw a number out there to give people an idea, set up properly. Let's say your renter's insurance is it might help to just kind of. That two million dollar umbrella. Different ways to you buy know, Give insurance. or take a couple hundred bucks. You can buy insurance online directly, you and, and you know, never talk to anybody. But um, let's say that two million dollar same thing over the phone, three hundred dollars. You know, Geico or you're Direct. all in for five hundred dollars um, a year. You can buy it through what's called a captive agency, which you are working extremely hard or American families, or you can get it through an independent agency, which is what we are. So the difference between captive and independent, independent too, is if they tend a captive to agent together, has one company, you know, a state farm agent can sell state farm insurance, shop an American family agent can sell to be American able to make sure that the coverage is the best. An independent well agent can represent a number of different companies. Correct. Yeah. So just like that is a major advantage of using an independent agency. And we use software just like ways to buy insurance. And for people that are kind of playing with the cyber insurance example, where we can take your information, build some income, or thinking about all the income that's coming at one time, and that way you make sure you're getting proper deal. It might help to just kind of provide some perspective on different ways to buy insurance coverages. You can buy insurance online directly, and never talk to anybody. Um, um, business. You could do the same uh, thing over the phone through a you know, Geico or Progressive Direct. For, uh, if they um, own a business or a practice. You can buy it through what's called yeah, a captive absolutely. agency. So, those are your state yeah, farms the, or American families. No matter what kind of or business you own, independent agency, there's a few which is what basic types so of insurance coverage. The difference between captive and independent is should be looking a captive at. agent has one company. The you first know, state is your liability coverage. An American family agent American family insurance. Similar independent to the agent personal liability coverage on renters or homeowners insurance policy, um, that's going to cover, and that is a major advantage of using an independent agency. Is injured, and we use software just like I uh, somebody's property, and you become uh, explained with the it. cyber insurance example. That could be something as simple as you know, somebody plug walks in, into your all the medical practice at one time, and, and that way you make floor. sure you're getting um, the best deal. You know, general liability coverage Fantastic. for a but medical practice is generally pretty inexpensive coverages. Because uh, the real exposure, from, uh, you know, the higher from risk standpoint, from a liability uh, standpoint, uh, liability being people you know, could sue you for their injuries or damage, out for, uh, um, if they own a business is with your medical practice. malpractice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so absolutely. definitely want to so, make sure you have your medical malpractice yeah, buttoned up. Medical no malpractice is very specialized. Own, we do not there's offer a medical malpractice coverage of insurance uh, coverage. We can certainly that you in you the right direction. Be there's at. some great associations that the first offer is medical your malpractice coverage. Liability coverage. Um, there's some great insurance general liability coverage. That through specialty agencies offer similar to the personal um, you know, liability coverage a, on your renters or homeowners insurance policy. That's going to cover your business. If somebody is injured or if you cause damage, I can get you some additional information to kind of point people in the right direction, and that could be something as simple as 
as give us some you know, somebody walks uh, into your medical practice, practice and slips sure. and falls. So that's your liability side. You got your general um, liability coverage, general liability your coverage, medical malpractice. A um, medical practice is generally, and then you also have. In terms because of liability the coverage, exposure, uh, or the higher workers' risk compensation insurance from a liability standpoint. I'm in Ohio, liability being here in Kentucky. People, you know, uh, for their injuries or damage. You sell insurance in 48 um, states. Is with your medical most states are like Kentucky. So Definitely want to make sure you have your medical malpractice compensation up. insurance. Medical malpractice is, is very specialized. We do not offer medical malpractice and independent agents like, uh, but we can certainly point you um, if you're in the state of Ohio. There's a couple of other associations that offer medical malpractice coverage. State Bureau of Workers' Great insurance there companies, aren't any other options, specialty agencies. Um, but you want to make sure um, you have purchased that work. Is, is a large provider of medical malpractice, um, whether privately uh, guard, or, which is or a purchase pathway company, is a large provider. Then you have, uh, of course, your property and coverage. Brent, I so can get you some additional information inside kind of, people of in the right direction or practice. Yeah, we can put yeah, it in the show notes, and that'll give us your places for tools and equipment, furniture. For sure. That can also cover the build out liability coverage. So normally, medical malpractice, if you're leasing a space. You're probably going and to be responsible you also for some portion of the investment in liability coverage for your needs. Uh, workers' um, compensation so insurance. Sure that under the property coverage. I'm in Ohio. If you're in Kentucky, Kentucky building, uh, which Camargo isn't operates super in, common for medical practice, sell insurance but does in 48 states. Uh, most you states building, are like of Kentucky. You want to ensure the building that workers' compensation yeah. insurance is offered through uh, inside. private companies and independent agents like. That also falls under the property um, coverage. If you're in the state of Ohio and a couple of other states, you have to buy it through the equipment. State Bureau of Workers' Compensation. So, yeah, within, any other options. Um, um, but you want to make within sure the you general have purchased property that coverage category. Insurance, um, whether there's something or, called or the in the marine coverage, which is a then terrible insurance name. Property, who knows coverage. what the history of so it all is, the stuff still inside used. of your business uh, or in the marine coverage could be is your. It's not property coverage, but it covers furniture and it that. Can also it, cover it the provides coverage space, for a broader so range you, of types. If you're of, leasing a space, uh, things that you're probably going to, to be responsible for, for some way to portion of the investment to um, build it out. You know, without needs. getting too nuanced um, in this so podcast, sure the best thing to do is make sure you're working with an insurance agent. Buy a building, which asking questions isn't super common for medical practices, but does happen uh, sometimes. Asking questions uh, about your if you property buy the building and offering solutions on what the right option is for you. Generally, if you have equipment that uh, ever leaves inside, your premises, then you need property coverage. Property coverage. If that also falls under the property coverage. In those cases, your standard property coverage. Property coverage, I guess, for trick. expensive. And then there are equipment. things like equipment breakdown so, coverage. Yeah, within um, that can cover um, that equipment. If within the they break down property coverage, something like. like Say electrical, there's something say, called you know, in the marine coverage, now which is a terrible insurance name. You name it. Who knows what the history you have on next number of your lease? And it's probably very expensive. Uh, in the marine coverage is damaged. Is okay. it's not property coverage, but it covers property. For and it, so for, it, it provides say, so coverage for uh, a broader range of types dentist, of uh, things that could happen you know, to it. For lack of a better way to say it. And so obviously um, I still have payroll. You know, without getting too nuanced in this podcast, the best thing to do is make you know, sure you're working uh, with an insurance agent kind of who's asking questions. And, yes, and it, uh, it depends on asking questions about happens. your property um, and offering out the example you just gave right where option you know, is for the, you. Business Generally, owner, if you have equipment a key that person leaves your premises, or then you need you know, a coverage. It stays on premises. That, that's in those own, cases. That's its own topic. You know, it's not covered under property and casualty insurance. Now you're and looking then there at are things like equipment life insurance coverage, or um, you know, some property insurance, long-term disability. They break down due to something like say electric like let's say your property you know, is fried and now your fire, water, you name it, tornado, machine, whatever it is, have on an X number of damages, damages and it's probably very expensive business. Um, 
is and damaged. now you're out of business. Okay. Do you business all interruption offer anything coverage, for business interruption which covers so for two key things. Practice, Number one, uh, the lost business income while you are and, out of business yeah, due to that loss. I get sick um, or hurt. And so obviously I as still well have as any so uh, additional expenses to get you back so, uh, into business that can help as quickly as possible some of that gap uh, is going to yes, be covered. It, it depends that, on that business what option um, category. Now, in the That's example you just gave built where, into you know, most business owners owner policies, but not all person and, and depending on the scale or, of your practice, you know, forbid, you know, killed, generally the smaller that, it is, that's the its kind of own, cutter it is, that's its, its own topic. In. You know, it's not um, covered or gets actually insurance. Now you're looking sort of at maybe piecemeal life insurance and you want to make sure, or, you, you know, something like disability insurance. One of those things that's relatively new, you mentioned it earlier, if the building property is damaged, you know, let's say small fire, water, tornado, whatever it is, damages your need for business. You're out is that of even available yet? Um, yeah. Business interruption yeah. coverage, Some which covers very interesting two stuff key that things. It's changed a lot Number of the past one, years, the so lost business income while you are out of business oh, yeah. due to that loss. So you're asking um, some great questions, and and I'm going to as well as one of those at the end there first. Uh, additional expenses um, to get you back into business as quickly as possible for uh, is going to cyber be covered. On a that, personal that level, interruption uh, category. Unfortunately, at this point, there's just not a whole lot of good solutions. Most it's kind of where the commercial cyber insurance but not all. Say ten, depending on the scale of the like companies, we're trying yeah. to figure this out. The smaller it is, the more kind they of they didn't have, it is, and it's just built in. I think um, the awareness the was just starting to, be to sort of kind of make its way together to together the powers that be within insurance companies, and then they had to create and kind of one of the things that's relatively new. You mentioned it earlier: cyber insurance, cyber crime versus a you know physical crime in the physical world. Small practice. You know, one thing is writing a policy contract that says I'm going to cover your stuff if there's fire, somebody breaks down the door and steals or damages it. Is that even another one? Say I'm going to cover your intangible assets like your clients' data, your system data, and lawsuits there. If there's a cyber crime. Oh yeah, and it gets down. So what you're asking some great crime. questions, and and I'm gonna, so I'm gonna cyber insurance one of those absolutely critical. First, on the um, business side, there are great solutions first, these days. Um, coverage for I think the cyber threats walk you through some on of what a personal level to kind of hit the the key points. Unfortunately, at this point, um, there's just not a whole lot of good solutions. It's kind of where the I'll commercial saying, cyber insurance market was. The biggest challenge was, with securing cyber insurance for a lot of companies were trying to figure this out, that but you do have to have didn't have. A certain level of baseline awareness was just set starting to kind of make its way to the powers that be with insurance companies, or then they had to create these different kinds of coverage so forms. I think of the application for cyber and cyber crime versus a you know physical crime great, in the physical world. Like it's a great way you know, to make sure you have the policy contract that says I'm going to because if you look at insurance companies, somebody breaks down the door, we can say what we want about insurance companies. Another one is I'm going to cover your intangible assets like your clients' data, those big towers in the sky data. Uh, and if they're saying right? there we are not going to insure you crime. unless you have and it gets multi-factor like authentication set up, two-factor authentication, so cyber insurance is uh, absolutely ER, critical. Um, on the business side, you know, email monitoring solutions set up. these days. Um, if they're saying you are uninsurable unless you, you have this, and I can walk you through some of what is covered there. To That's like you know you have to wear your seatbelt and not drive drunk to get car insurance. Well, you should have those things set up. I think the biggest challenge with securing cyber insurance for a lot of organizations when we walk you through that cyber application process, you have to have some certain call a certain level of baseline cyber security set up. That says here's your cyber insurance company. We're going to extend that coverage. Here's the different things that extended quality coverage. And here's what so is required I think of the to application for cyber insurance for this policy as 
a great generally they're like it's a great way to make sure you have the right thing set up but it does because if you look at insurance companies in most cases you know we we can say um, what we want about it professional one thing they contracted in most cases are in-house that is yes. what get in those, those big towers. Like, hey, here's what the insurance company is saying. We, and if they're saying all these we are not going to insure you in unless many cases, you have multi factor authentication set up. A lot of them are two factor authentication. Uh, but there might ER, be you know, a couple um, that you know, maybe email have monitoring like systems set up. More of a common uh, cybersecurity measure last few years. And maybe these the, uh, you should probably get those um, things. That's like, you know, you, you know, have maybe to wear the your seatbelt and not has drive kept up to get car insurance. Cyber well, you should have those so things really set great up way to kinda in order to get, get a gut insurance. check of how so your cybersecurity is and implement through anything that cyber that's application process um, that and then get those cybersecurity coverages into place. You'll get things it can cover. It says, here's are, your cyber insurance uh, limit. Things like cyber crime, Here's the different things that it, uh, that it ransomware is And here's what is required to be approved for this policy. And I read a statistic and recently. That generally, said the average ransomware attack on a small business but it does costs around two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. In most cases, having um, your IT professional within whether that's six contracted in most of cases a ransomware attack on a small business get involved and uh, say, "Hey, here's what the insurance like company is saying. We need. Do we have all these forever? things?" Because in it many is cases, just so costly. You may already have a lot and of them, or all of them, and not even realize it. Somehow, there might be, a hacker, you know, a couple that maybe have been overlooked, like they became more of a common system that basically locks uh, cybersecurity measure over the last few years, and, and maybe the unlock your system. If you have cyber, yeah, maybe the tech company has it money for the ransom. Up they have a team that can come in and deal with that attack and actually negotiate and deal with you know of how your cybersecurity is and implement anything that's missing. At the same time, they're forensic teams, IT forensic team that'll come in and identify things that can cover to which this ransomware attack may have things like cyber crime gained access to ransomware is one of the then, number you know, they one can advise you on types of cyber okay, maybe we had customer data exposed as a result said, of this average incident. ransomware attack and on a small business are, costs around $250,000 to now disclose and to customers within which can six months state. of a ransomware attack so now you have on a small legal business costs associated with every uh, single state something you operate like 86% in, of them now legal forever. compliance costs with notifying people is just every so single state you operate in and what that is these expenses somehow way out of hand Gets really quick, and it's why the majority of businesses code into system good basically locks down like this if they don't pay us a bunch of money or we're uh, not going to unlock your system. Um, if you have cyber yeah. insurance, so cyber insurance is money for the ransom. They have a team that can come in and deal with that attack no and actually negotiate and deal with. So you want to work know, with somebody that understands cyber insurance. Um, at the same time, if you start they're asking a some questions team, about it, IT and team that'll come in like and identify the extent to which this ransomware attack you might want to. Um, shop around a little bit and find the advisor data. that's more up to speed then, on the current you know, state they can advise you on, okay, maybe we had customer data exposed so as a result kind of, of, of this incident. Is, that's a and lot of risk what, what are our, What are we Obviously, legally required to, to now disclose to customers, and, and, you know, part of insurance which can vary by state? Uh, so now you have legal costs associated with every single state you operate in. Now legal compliance costs with notifying people in every single state you operate in. So how do you? So you can see how these expenses you know, go through get, and find out. They can get way out of hand really quick, and it's why the majority of businesses the right they close their doors for good you know, kind of after a, a risk like this if they don't have cyber insurance set up. Yeah, great question. So cyber insurance is critical. We find that, especially in the markets, we highly recommend. 
Yeah. No two cyber thinking about are alike. So you want to work with somebody that understands cyber insurance and you know, we start asking some questions and, about it. And sometimes filling out a survey like on like clarity. what kind of insurance they have is not, Could mean not there the is, preferred you might wanna, method of you know, shop around uh, a little bit and find business advisors that's kind of figuring out where their the risk is and what they have in place. And insurance so we try and be super respectful so of people's time. Kind of one of my final you can schedule a 15-minute call. That's a lot of risk We try and block out basically the entire working day and have an advisor available at any time. So you can just call in or you can schedule the call at your own yeah. Uh, at a time that a works for you, sample space, uh, right? all over our website, uh, so we can drop a link into the show notes so people uh, know but where to do that. A lot of that is in that 15-minute call, we do a quick analysis, uh, so asking you, you some basic you questions about what you have in place. What do I have? Uh, by the end of that call, have, we can usually determine, right okay, stuff. here's the key pieces you know, they have a, in place. A risk assessment. Here's what they're unsure about, which is okay. It's okay. If yeah, you don't great know, question. You know, what you so don't know, that's why we're here. We so find like, maybe that, they have some cyber especially insurance. in the market, they have some serve. cyber crime. We're not sure. Yeah. As I'm thinking right, about investigate that. a medical here's professional. What, like they definitely don't have because, and you know, this you know, was maybe what raised the red flag and got them to sometimes to call filling out a survey on like so what kind of insurance they have is not based not on the that. Then we follow up method of gathering uh, consumers and business owners and kind of together figuring out where their risk is and what they have in place, need, what your options are. So we try and, and be super respectful of people's time. You can schedule That's a 15 awesome. so minute call. Kind of pros and cons uh, as well we try and block out uh, basically the entire budgeting, working day you know, and have an advisor available at any time. So you can just call uh, in or you can schedule the call side at by your side. own. What do you get you know, out of at a time that works for you? Versus the other, uh, all over our website, we can drop a link into the Absolutely. show notes so people uh, know where to do That's that. Fantastic. In that well, 15 we'll minute call, we do a quick analysis asking you some basic questions about what you have in place. Uh, assessment. Uh, by the end of that call, Jay, we been great can usually determine, on. okay, here's the key pieces they missed, have in place. Like here's what they're unsure off. about, which is okay. I don't think so. Okay. You got a bunch of busy know, listeners. You know, um, if you, you have any lack of clarity in any of this, so like maybe they are, have some cyber uh, insurance, maybe they have some cyber crime. We're not sure. on LinkedIn. You can schedule a call. And here's what method is for you. You definitely don't answer any of questions. You know, this was maybe what raised the red flag to get them to call in. Thanks, Brent. So we do that 15 minute call. Based on that, then we follow up. Uh, gather any additional information that we need and put together a comprehensive proposal showing you what you need, what your options are, and help you make an executive decision on those things. That's awesome. So they'll get the kind of pros and cons as well as uh, budgeting. You know, I, I know we did this recently and uh, was great to be able to see kind of side by side, what do you get out of one option versus the other, as well as what those cost breakdown are. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's fantastic. Well, we'll definitely put some information uh, in the show notes to be able to, to reach out to Camargo if you want to do that 15-minute uh, assessment. And Jay, it's been great having you on. Anything else that we missed you'd like to go over before we jump off? I don't think so. You got a bunch of busy listeners. Um, if you have any lack of clarity in any of this, we are. Uh, you can web chat with us. You can ping me on LinkedIn. You can schedule a call, uh, whatever the easiest method is for you, and we'd be happy to answer any and all questions you have. I appreciate your time, Jay. It's been great talking to you. Thanks, Brent. Thank you for listening to the Physician Financial Checkup Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on your favorite platform and leave a review. You can also find more information on brentboden.com. The information contained in this podcast is for educational purposes only and should not be construed as financial advice. The opinions expressed are solely those of the host and guests and do not necessarily reflect the views of any other individual or organization. You should carefully consider your investment objectives, risk tolerance, and time horizon before making any investment decisions. If you are seeking financial advice, you should consult with a qualified financial advisor who can assess your individual circumstances and needs.